Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Chump Chat, ladies and gentlemen, to part dos of this exclusive with Dante Sealy. Um, y'all have been waiting for it. Y'all have been wanting it. You know, people have told me that was our funniest guest yet with Dante. Uh, I personally didn't think it was that funny, you know. Um, but this is going to be better. John. Yeah, I agree. What did you say? I'm, I was with you, Johan. I didn't think that was, it was that funny. I didn't think it was that funny, but people were like, that's funny. I guess, I guess we're getting Dante back on, and today <laughs> we're going to do a little bit of ratings. See what's going on with Dante. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and yeah. So what's going on? With we you, we got the wheel or no? I can pull it up. I can definitely. We pull got it the wheel. wheel. Needs to the wheel needs to come in play here. Are we going? I think right we need now? to delete some topics so we just uh, we can let Dante create the topics. Here, let me start setting it up while we make some conversation real quick. I don't think we can share the information though. Yeah, because what if Lucci watches the the meeting? Do you also get y'all's phones taken up? No. Bro, imagine. Bro, that's not, not the first thing. Why does it matter? I think the I think the academy does though. Yeah. Yeah, but you act like no, no offense, but you act like Dante's gonna go back and play for the academy at this point. No, nah, I'm just saying for the kids in the academy, you don't want to ruin it for them. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell. <laughs> right, let me tell you. We don't care. Bro, you act like bro, you act like the coaches don't know that they have trap phones. Remember, they'd always bring it up. You'd be like, hey, don't be smart with us. Yo, what bro, this you? story is so funny. I. I don't even know if we could share it, but if we could, bro, we might as well just do it. it. And matter. then, bro, the coaches aren't dumb. They know like half the kids have trapped. Bro, when someone pulls up and grabs like a Samsung S1, bruh. like from the pile, like, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say I, I rarely ever use a trap phone. It was only towards the end of my academy that I was like, all right. I didn't use a trap phone. I just brought like an iPad or something. Like, cause yeah, kids most of y'all had phones, laptops. Like a PlayStation and a laptop. Yeah. What even is the point of turning? All right, you phone? you want me to start sharing the story, John? Yeah, yeah, share, share, share. All right, so uh, it was me, Johan, Dante, and I think it was David in the room with us. Uh, David Rodriguez, right? It was him. It was uh to Florida for showcase. No, was it? It might have been. It might have been. I think it was. And um. Oh no, yeah, it was. So. We're in a room, four of us in a room with two beds. And basically, Dante and Joan are sharing a bed. Me and David are sharing a bed. And there, um, it comes time every night in the academy that we have to turn in our phones. So the coaches would be like, all right, come turn your phones. And you, you get it back in the morning. Just uh, it's, it's a thing they do or whatever. I never was a fan of it. Obviously, sometimes it could be useful, but I don't really agree with it. Anyways, a lot of kids like Dante Seeley, um, he would – <laughs> they would bring a trap phone or like a fake phone to turn in and then they would keep their regular phone. And um, this one night, me, John, we knew that Dante had this fake phone. So <laughs> it comes time to turn in the phones and me and John grab his fake phone. <laughs> no, we, we got his we real phone. We got no, his we grab it. We grab his real phone. He went with the oh, fake phone oh, yeah. to go turn it in. Yeah. So he, he like, went with his hard. fake phone to turn it in. And we grabbed his real phone and we hit it. We hit it with me and Johan. But we told Dante when he came back, he was looking for his phone. And we're like, yo, we took it for you. Like, we turned it in for you. And he was looking, he was talking to us like, you're lying. And we're like, no, we took, we took your phone for you, bro. Like, we were trying to be nice. Yeah, we were and, like, uh, we're going to be late, bro. Because they, they have a certain time that you can't, like, 
you have to turn it in at that time. <laughs> and Dante was freaking out. He's like, so what are they going to do? They're going to be like, we have 18 players and caught 19 phones. He's like, what are they going to do? He's like, they're going to know, bro. He's like, y'all are so dumb. He was like going off. He was throwing pillows everywhere. And Johan was like, oh, if you, anyone knows Johan, you know that he gets in this mode where he starts laughing. And anything you say, he just starts laughing more and more. And he was in this phase. And Dante was getting mad. And every time Dante said something, it was just a more of a laugh, a more of a laugh. And it went on for like, I'd say it went on to like 30 minutes to an hour where Dante was like freaking out, didn't know what to do. I thought it was hilarious because jo when Johan starts laughing like that, it's like, it's over for everyone. Uh, and uh, so I don't think I've ever seen Dante more mad and more like, like, oh my goodness, I'm so, I'm so screwed. And uh, obviously we gave his phone back and he was like, oh my gosh, y'all are so dumb. And he was butthurt, but it was so funny. Dude, I forgot about that one. What were you talking about? Was I, I remember, but I thought we took your phone at Jason's Deli. But we took Dante's? No, yeah, it was Dante's. Stop the cap. <laughs> no chance, guys. <laughs> what did he say? He said no chance. It was your phone, bro. It wasn't I thought it was phone. your phone. Yeah, I could have sworn it was yours, Judd. I swear. We, were, we took Judd. your phone, and we, you were looking for it the whole time. Oh, man, I don't remember it. I remember it's Dante's phone. And it was the time Dude, you that were... I think something happened. And then we ended up wrestling in the van. Yeah, he broke my chain I bought at the mall. Yeah, yeah, because Judd was looking for his phone, and, like, it was when Lucci was telling us, like, he would came over to talk to us, and Judd was literally, like, walking around our table looking at everyone. And everyone's looking at Judd, like, what is your problem? And then um, in the van, that's when you all you broke his little necklace. And I, I actually I broke think it I still outside, have it. Like, right when we were getting in, and he chased me for a little bit. And then we – Yeah, uh, and then we wrestled in the van. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But we got a lot of stories in the academy we could talk about. Especially bro, yeah, Dante. we should we should make like we should make it a segment, bro. Because oh my gosh, so hey Johan, hey random question though, bro. Hey, why didn't you sign for uh, why didn't you sign for the first team? Like, what happened? What, bro? What are you talking about, man? Oh, reverse interview, Johan. Now, like, random, not a random question. Like, Trump shot, Johan. For what first team? Huh? No, like, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, you and you and Jonathan. That's more of a question for Jonathan. All right, Dante, let's move on. So, are you moving to PSV? Um, it's complicated, but um, uh, yeah, the one of the teams interested when I'm like old enough to go to Europe. Cause it, bro, this year it was like weird. Like, it kind of messed up everything. It kind of delayed everything. Yeah, I feel you. Anyway, so, uh, answer what Tanner was saying about the other teams. We gotta so, get. Like, I don't know. I might. It might happen when I'm 19. Who knows, bro? What are the other teams? Uh, I mean, teams in Germany like Schalke, like teams like that, they've been interested. But PSG is like the main, like, they're like the most interested. Dante, you got any questions for us? I know you had a question for John earlier. Any questions yeah. for Judd or me? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, for you, Tanner, how did you handle, like, the quick transition from – you were playing 19s. We were together in a showcase literally, like, eight months ago how was that transition like how quickly did you transition from there to to the first team like was it easy for you or or were you like struggling at first I mean honestly just playing with like players like you helped me develop to be able to play with the first team so like when you came down to showcase I just felt like a better player already so when I transitioned um <laughs> No, seriously. Uh, no, like seriously. To answer your question, um, 
I honestly didn't feel like it was that like hard. Um, just because like, like I said, the players I was playing with, like they make the game easier. Like even just playing like with Matt, like if you mess up, it's fine. I, I bring a Matt a lot in a bunch of my, whenever I have interviews, but, uh, no, I think uh, the hardest thing is literally just like the physical side of it, like having to run more, having more energy, like taking care of your body off the field is like the most uh, difficult thing for me. Yeah. I mean, you see me in there every day doing regen and stuff, which I think you should start taking part in. Um, <laughs> yeah, yesterday, I, I'm in there. Take care of your body for real. Yeah, I learned Dante that. Was <laughs> Dante was in there. Dante was in there one day, like only, it was like two days ago, he was doing the boots and he was like, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing recovery. And I was like, okay, uh, just the boots. He's like, yeah. And he's like, I haven't done recovery in like weeks, bro. And I was like, bro, I don't know how you do it. Tanner, like, hey, let me ask you a question, Tanner. What do I need recovery for? <laughs> <laughs> what I need recovery bro, for? You train for you the train. next day. You train. Do you train? Yeah, I train. Your legs get tired when you train. No. Stop the cap. I think. I think the thing is though, this oh, year, since we have tra since we have so many games, the trainings are like are not as hard. You know, like a normal week, we'd have like a hard Wednesday and a Wednesday would yeah. be like, I mean, it'd be like a game. Like we scrimmage for 20 minutes and we have weights, like it'd be hard. So you need regen. But uh, honestly, if like when I'm not playing and uh, I'm, I'm subbing in or like, and then we have training, I honestly feel like I don't need regen. Like it's not like the trainings are not as hard. They're not as long. Um, they obviously try to get guys more like uh, small sided when we, when we don't play in the games. But um, I mean, they're not, trainings that you need region for really but i just think you got to do it because it's i mean your body's where you make your money you know so if you, your body your is your money making bro, for a couple years like, i mean you're not gonna i know judson can tell you right judd like being serious about it like you can tell him like straight up yeah like i wish i was way better early on about taking care of my body because of just the times i got in. yeah that is fact, and i'm sure judd i'm sure now you take good care of it right yeah, I'm in the training room every morning, and I go in for treatment every week. So, and that's why you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna snap. You're gonna snap when the season starts. Loki, Loki. I think I want to do an episode kind of how we did with you, Tam, when you signed, but we like talk more about Judd and like kind of like what he's going through now and like what he's looking forward to and like what he wants his journey to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I think the fans are like that. It's relatable. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not gonna say that Dante does bad with his regen. Like he he activates before training. And, like, he's not, like, stupid off the field. So, I'm not going to say he's bad with his region like other players are. But uh, I think he should just uh, be in there maybe a couple days a week. Yeah. I mean, bro, trust me, bro. If I was playing like you, bro, I'd be in there, bro. I'd be getting massages and all of that, bro. But right now, it's, there's not really much to do. Um, I, like, like genuinely, like, not even in a podcast kind of way, just, like, boy to boy. Um, I wanted to ask, like, what was the most disappointing part about, like, like, honestly, just I know you're not used to being on the bench and stuff like that or not playing. Uh, and then, like, you know, I, I know we touched on it a little bit, but, like, go a little bit more in depth in terms of, like, how you felt, you know, last year. Because um, you're used to scoring. Oh, yeah. You're used to being the star. And, like, like even in North Texas, it was tough, you know. So, how did that make – like, how did you get over that, like, that mental barrier? Oh, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, North Texas, bro, <laughs> that year was crazy. Like, the first game, the first, like – um. Game of the season against Chattanooga. I thought I played well. And then it started going downhill the second game. Well, typically how it is, like I know, for example, here, if like a player from the A team is injured or coming back from injury, or like if they're just not getting minutes and they play with us, then they have priority. So I assume like say Tanner, kind of like Edwin and, and Thomas, no? They're signed to first team contracts, so they have priority that they're, like, they're supposed to play. So I figured that's what it would be like for you.
Because no offense yeah. to Texas players, but FC, FC Dallas players are like MLS contracts. Y'all take priority, you know? What happened was, it was MLS that gave me the contract. Because I wasn't signing for like no like minimum wage, bro. Like that. Minimum but, wage. Um, but, um, <laughs> All right, don't hurt so we can put this on air. But Dante, I make minimum wage. You, that wasn't. Dante, the minimum wage is definitely not what they offered you, bro. No, you got offered, more than minimum wage. I'm talking no, about they, they offered you the lowest the league can. Yes, bro. I'm not signing that. Like, I have to be an idiot to sign that, bro. So I had to go to MLS, bro. I was like, it's either I'm signing this, bro, I'm out, bro. And they're like, all right, we'll get this done. And then, yeah, as soon as I got signed, they sent me to North Texas like, right away. And I was like, all right. And then I already know what was going to happen from there, bro. Well, I think that just shows because, like, even even Dante going down, since he just signed, I feel like he didn't have that priority like you were talking about, John, where, like, yeah. Thomas and even the guys this year, Kosi, uh, Eddie, Edwin, and the guys last year, uh, Brian, they all came down and they took positions. Like, I remember being in the midfield and they brought down a whole midfield and I was like, well, I'm not playing. Because it's like, you just get priority. It doesn't matter how good you are or whatever, they get priority. And uh, with Dante, I just feel like, I feel like the whole situation was just like, they didn't respect that because he wasn't like he had just signed and they didn't see him as like a first team player you know yeah I mean, and stuff. he was on loan too he was on loan too so he was just like a part of the team instead yeah, of being I, like oh you're just down for this game true like, true i wouldn't like even like there was games i wouldn't even play like i don't know it was just crazy like but you know i guess but so bro, what people don't know you know, people don't know about last season and even this season. <clears throat> so this season and the first game, I don't know if you guys didn't know, but the first first season, uh, first game of this season for me, I made the bench and I didn't play. And the last six games I've been a starter. So I think that's just a part of a, being a footballer. You know, when you move to Europe, you know, you're going to PSV or whatever, Tanner moves to Europe, Judd signs. You know, Judd, you might be a starter for SME this year, but you might not play for a while. You know, it's just it's part of the life of a footballer. So you have to be – I feel like – you have to be able to to get over that hurdle. You know, we're not always going to be superstars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's right on. I was a practice player for like – I think the thing is, like, with soccer, you can have ups and downs because, like, it's so dramatic, though, because you could be – like, just taking, for instance, like this year, he's doesn't play, subs in sometimes, starts a game, scores a hat trick on top of the world, gets hurt, doesn't even play now. And, like, if you have that mentality of, like, you want to do better, you want to push, you want to win – that's going to suck when you get down to those low moments because, like, if you're one of the players that doesn't care, like, if he doesn't care, whatever, he's hurt, he's fine because he's making money, he's whatever, and doesn't care. But I feel like all of us, we're just, like, driven to go to the next step. That when we're down low, it's, like, it's like devastating. But then when you're starting, it's, like, it's like the glory of everything because this is what you want to do and this is the next step. So there's just, like, so much up and downs and balancing that is tough, and especially when you get to Europe because, I mean, there's better players, better teams less opportunities to, to make mistakes. And, and I mean, even FC Dallas, when I start a game, I'm like, let's go. And then when I'm not starting or I'm not, I didn't make the roster versus Colorado, it's like you get low moments, but you always have to believe in yourself to like, to be like, okay, I can still do this or like whatever, you can't ever give up. And I feel like that's what all of us have done it at least once. Like Dante last year, I mean, a lot of guys would have given up. A lot of guys would have been like, oh, I'm in North Texas and whatever. But now Dante's getting minutes with the first team. So it's like, it all works out if you just keep working. But, I mean, I haven't really, like, gotten real minutes to where you can say, like, am I ready or not? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I, I think, feel you. I think like, definitely Dante deserves a chance to just start a game because, yeah, I mean, I mean, if he starts, scores, then the next game he's going to start, starts, gets an assist, whatever, plays good. 
it's just like I feel like just in the MLS in general, like just wingers don't produce produce enough. Like you look all across the world and you see these teams, and the reason they score goals is because they're wingers. Like their wingers get assists and goals. It's just yeah. like that's at the top. I mean, you look at Barcelona today starting Ansu Fati. It's like yeah. they have they have uh, Griezmann on the bench for Ansu Fati. Like. That's a vet, bro. That's a World Cup winner right there, bro. Yeah, you have Griezmann on the bench. I mean, it is what it is. Decisions are made, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll, cut, I'll cut that part out and just leave that last part where you said decisions are made. I'll leave him a little, little bit of suspense. But I think Judd, Judd can definitely talk about, you know, um, you know, highs and lows because, you know, you kind of get to the pinnacle. Um, you're ca- well, actually, Judd, you weren't captaining us at that point, but you were like a, a solid piece of our, our 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 lineup or whatever, and then you get injured in like the most important game of of your of our lives, basically. You know, like the last the last stand. You know, so it's it's little stuff like that, and then you go through Clemson, and it's tough, and now you're doing well at SMU. So you know, it's like I think you're kind of the epitome of of what it takes. But don't get me wrong, I think there's a big difference between inconsistency and highs and lows. That's there's yeah, a big that's difference. True. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think the best players are consistent. But, you know, I think the highs and lows you can't really control. Like, if you get injured, a lot of times you can't control that. Uh, if you get put on the bench, you know, it's a coach's decision. You can't really control that. Um, so, I think as long as you focus on, like, what you can control, Dante, and that goes for all of us, I mean, I think you'll be successful. Like, you can't be like, – let's be honest. You can't be – about <clears throat> this. like, this goes for all of us. I'm not saying you, Dante, but you can't be about, okay, uh, oh, I'm better than him. Like, this is something my coach tells me. You can, oh, I'm better than him. I'm better than him. No, 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 no. Okay, I think I'm better than him. Well, I got to go show it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to go earn it in training. And with the minutes I get, even though I know it's hard, especially, you know, when you get when you get put in crunch time, that's, like, the worst. Because especially if a team is is, is winning, they're just going to go, like, defend, defend. And as a forward, you don't get any any space playing like that. But, yeah. you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta do what you got to do, you know? Just be grinding. Yeah. Especially, like, in the, in the game against Nashville, they, they put in a, a young player like me. When we down – two zero away and I haven't played in like three games prior. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's hard yeah. like just, just getting in, you know, just adapting to it. But you know, I just gotta get used to it. Yeah. It's tough. It's just it's just tough because that situation is just I mean I feel like honestly if you're down two zero and you sub in with five minutes left, you can't really do nothing wrong. Yeah. Like you can't really play that bad. I mean yeah, I mean, bro, but when you, you know what I noticed, bro, when you when you get put in like that, like Dante gets put in or whatever, um, bro, and I've been put in like that too. They blame you, like they blame yeah. you, like, My bro, fault. what do you want me to do? And Dante, let me tell you this, and Tanner or Justin, you know, you can come to play in Europe, like, you know, it's not another question, you know, in Europe, bro, the foreigner is the first one to get blamed, the first one to get blamed. No really? matter what, and it's like and the reverse up here. It's been it's been it's been different for me because I can understand the language, and so I'm not really seen as much of a foreigner. But I promise you, my African teammates that don't understand, I feel so bad, bro. I yeah. feel so bad. Everything is their fault. Everything, bro. And so just get ready for that because you have to be mentally strong to get over that. Because you know it's just, it's tough. It's tough to see, but yeah, you know it is what it is. That's part of the game. That is funny. Yeah, I know, bro. Opposite of here. You think so, Chad? Yeah. You think American players get blamed, like, more? Yeah. What? Especially at the college level? I think at college level, yeah, because – Yeah. I mean, with I the like academy, we really didn't have – At the college level. I don't know. Yeah. But typically, foreign players are pretty raw if in college, aren't they? It's – I mean, they're just another player. 
Hey, Judd, you peeped Jack Harrison? Went to Wake Forest, now he's in the Premier League, eh? That's hey. one thing I was going to talk about. You're bringing up Jack Harris. Um, Harrison. Question for Dante. Harrison, uh, yeah. Um, watching these teams now, Dante, I see uh, – especially Leeds. Especially Leeds. And obviously, you know this is a thing. Just your mental, Dante, is what you've been working on, I think, for a couple of years now that's really made you improve as a player. Um, just these teams like Leeds, you, you watch them play. And you watch Barcelona play Real Madrid, the highest level teams. And, I mean, just their mentality of when they mess up or when they do things, it's like a – I mean, it's like it didn't even happen. Like, when I watch Leeds, I'm, I'm in awe because, like, guys will miss chances or they'll, they'll make bad passes, whatever, and it's like they don't even know what happened. They're just, like, reacting to the next play. Right. And that's something that you've been kind of struggling with is uh, you're just mental, and that's what – I mean, the coach has been helping you with. We know about it. So, like, do you, I think that's the only thing from keeping you from being, like, I mean, top world-class player. What do you think about that? Bro, but the thing is, like, I think it was it was an issue, like, it was an issue in academy, I guess. But now I think I've gotten better to where a point, to a point where I don't really think it's a factor anymore. Because, like, if you ask, like, the national team coaches, like, they wouldn't say, like, oh, his transition is bad. Like, you know what I mean? It's only FC Dallas who have a problem with it. So I don't really think it's – really a big issue but it's just like they've like known it for a while so just in their head like i don't know yeah no i know what you i know what you mean i feel you yeah but it's, yeah. i think i think the best teams like judd if you look back at our 19s and 10 like y'all were the captains of that group bro i think you can say for sure like even joel like don't get me wrong julian would always get on to joel but you know even when joel would do his stuff like hey we would yell at him boom but we i would yell at him while i was running to get the ball back you know it wasn't like a moment you know it's yeah, we never had those moments they were really good at the and end. i remember judd or i think judd or tanner and against st louis lost the ball in the back and then wh whoever didn't lose it uh tracked all the way back and then won it back to come back into that pocket and find the release ball the pass picked off by collins looking to go the other way has two players going forward including velastos but getting there i don't even like to live in the past like that but i like Yesterday, or not yesterday, but one of the, one of these days when I was looking for videos to edit, um, to help edit our our Jessica video, I fell I fell across our uh, U19 championship, and bro, every time I come across it, bro, I just have to watch parts of it, and I swear, bro, it's like it's the worst. But what I, what I most like is looking at the starting eleven picture and being like, you know, this guy's doing great, this guy's doing great, and I know the people on the bench are doing great too. So I think nice. it's I think it's the best. Like I and I know, like I was talking to Colody, bro. Kalodi's like the one guy that I can look at and I can be like, that guy should be in Europe. That guy should be in Europe. Without a doubt. Like the my keeper that is my like my age, but usually plays with us. He's like the third option for the Porto A team. Portugal U20, all this, all this. And I guarantee you, Kalodi's just as good as him. Like the guy's good, but Kalodi's just as good as him. You know? So when I look Clody's at those players. so athletic. When I look at those players, even when I look at like guys like, you know, Judd, Dante, I'm like, yeah, for sure. Y'all guys could be here, you know? No, I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's like a walk in the park, but I feel like it's more mentality than like. I think it's a uh, Chris Richards. He made a statement. Um, he was like, I think a bunch of he referred to FC Dallas Academy, but I think he was talking about U.S. players saying there's a bunch of young talents that when they get the chance to come over here, they're going to blossom. But it's just a matter of getting over there. I yeah, mean, I think all of us can get yeah. over there. It's just a matter of getting over there, the opportunity, putting in the work to earn it. But right, you see Brendan Aaron, wanna, one solid season, Salzburg. 
The difference. Honestly, is- I want to hear your your top five twenty two under twenty two. Hey, Tanner, let me say something real quick. All right. To like Johan's point, like the difference between like European, like the academies in Europe, in Europe, like I feel like the U.S. players are like better, like in the academies. Like, if you know what I mean? Because I've been there. I've trained with them, like, my age, bro. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, none of them are really that good. But um, I think the difference is, like, the pro level. Like, the difference between the pro level here and the, and the pro level in Europe. Like, that's where they, like, advance, like, way higher than us. That's the difference yeah. for me, bro. So what do you think the age is of, like, the true development? Because you talk about the academy and you talk about kids in America being better, but then you talk about the pro. So what age is it that, like, that they separate us in? I think when they turn like 17, 18, like the age we had now. I think it's facts, but I don't think Judd applies to that. You can't compare college and, and uh, like a PSV first team. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's a different, it's a different lifestyle over here than it is over there. Yeah, it's facts. Yeah. Well, I want to switch up the topic a little bit, if that's cool with y'all. Yeah, for sure. Bro, my computer's at 4%. I don't have a charger, bro. All right. Well, um, we'll write it out. We'll write it out. I'm going to talk about, uh, Dante, we're coming out with merch soon. No, we hey, appreciate think, your thoughts on that, Dante. But, hey, I, I think y'all should do one more thing, bro. Like, every time you have someone on Chump Chat, ask them who they want, like, next. Like, give them, you know? Hey, that's a good I idea. Think, like, you know what I mean? Dante, that way, that way if, they say someone, if they say someone, they have to technically help us get it. Yeah. yeah. That's actually kind of fire. But who would you want next, Dante? Who would you want to see on? Um, Realistically? Um, I want Brian, bro. I'm being honest, bro. I want Brian. Brian. We have to get Brian Brian Reynolds, big bad Brian. You just heard it here. Dante Sealy, John Gomez, Judson Burns, and Tanner Testman all want you to come on some chat and share your story. Dante, he's saying that he could replace you, Judd. He's saying that um he got better connections. He could get better people. He inputs more. He has funnier things to say. He said he could replace you. What do you have to say to that, J- Judd? Give me a second. <laughs> That's what he's got to say. Bro, Judd, what? No, nah, I was just playing, bro. Judd, I was just playing, bro. <laughs> Dang. Hey, I, I, know, I know you wasn't playing, uh, Dante. Nah, Judd, Judd, let's be honest. Let's be honest for a second. On air. Yeah. Judd hasn't contributed much season two. But nah. that's the brotherhood we have here. He's irreplaceable. Me and Tanner have shouldered the weight, carried, and we know season three or maybe even later this season, he's going to start pulling hella weight. Last season, he was pulling weight. Last season, he was pulling weight. Last season, he was pulling weight. This season, John's pulling weight, and uh, hopefully next season, I don't have to pull weight, but maybe I will. (laughs) Please stop before this gets ugly, (laughs) John. Please. Nah, Tanner's been pulling weight. get ugly. I think think we we compliment each other very well. You know, this is smart, though. If we play our guests right, we can have our guests do the work for us, technically, with their connections. Not actually do a lot of work, but that's like. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's good. That's what I like to hear. Because, I mean, here at Chum Chat, I want to bring up, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint y'all boys. Uh, that deal, they're still trying to work it out, bro. I text my agent like every other week about it. So don't act like I forgot, but I'm definitely disappointed that it didn't work out faster. And uh, that I, it, I even brought it up back then thinking it was going to happen soon. Bro, but, uh, don't even I just want to say sorry, boys. If we can get I, it, if we can get it, it, if we get it as a season up, three bro. opener, that'd be a huge opener. That'd be a huge way to open season three with the collab. Yeah. That'd be huge. That, I mean, that's what I'm they're, – they're talking about other uh, sponsors too because he, he's talking to more than just right now to try to create them to hurry up and have like a 
more of a negotiation process just because we were trying to sign with somebody else. But, bro, <laughs> hey, I was thinking, man. Hey, I was thinking me and Pepe is going to make a podcast and get you tanned on it. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, let's end it here, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I mean, I guess we're signing off for this one. It was a light episode, part two, with Dante Ratings and a little part of an interview, just vibing with him. He's one of our good friends, so make sure to check him out. Follow him on socials, like, share, and subscribe, and go find your success. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.